the film by uh, Steve James uh, last year just missed out on an Oscar nomination for Best Documentary. Um, it was shortlisted but never got there in the end, and its uh, subject matter was one of the most venerated in all of American cinema, though he wasn't an actor or a director. He was a film critic, Roger Ebert, and if Roger Ebert is uh, defined by something, it is bringing serious artistic criticism to the masses. He used to not shy away from the fact that he was a populist critic, and he used to still delve into the most uh, arty films out there, as well as giving serious heft to uh, commercial films as well, and giving all serious appraisal from the point of view, as he says in the uh, in the biopic, he never wanted to dumb anything down. He didn't see why he should. He would treat it as seriously as he's treated it and put it out there, and he became probably the most uh, revered of all film critics, especially if you're counting a populist film critic. And he had a, a partner, Gene Siskel, and Siskel and Ebert was the defining movie review show on television for many years. Uh, and eventually Gene Siskel would pass away, and, and I think Roger Ebert ended up... I can't remember who the other person was now. Uh, and this film is uh, biopic, following his uh, career at the Chicago uh, Tribune, um, as a journalist and initially didn't want to be a film critic he just got offered the job in the 70s as a hard drinking carousing man of notab notably invariable temperament one person says he was a nice person but not that nice and then it winds forward to his later years where he's actually uh, gone through many years of sobriety and has met up with uh, an African-American woman and basically taken on her whole family and they got married and he mellowed into a completely different man. Uh, there were some criticisms that by that stage his uh, mov movie criticism, which was once very acerbic and he was ruthless, had toned down a lot and a lot of people wondered whether it was because he was happy as a person or because by that stage he was actually friends with pretty much all of the Hollywood heavyweights. And uh, this documentary is by a guy called Steve James who made Hoop Dreams, which I think won Best Documentary Oscar, and I could never quite work out why. It was a film about American college kids playing ba uh, basketball and got universal acclaim on release, and I could... It just It's like the spelling bee one for me. It was a little flat in every area. It never quite did it for me. And this has come out, It mainly, it, the main obvious part is it focuses on the last year or so of Roger Ebert's life when um, he's had a half a dozen operations for throat, uh, from mouth cancer and jaw cancer that has resulted in his whole lower jaw being removed. So you can actually see through his lips, which sort of hang there, they don't really work, he can't talk anymore, and you can see daylight through the other side there's just like a little rim where his chin is and the rest of it is all been removed and it's obviously quite powerful and <clears throat> it goes all the way through to his death which happened um, just before the movie was finished and his wife is very very involved in the documentary and they do talk about everything very candidly um, now it's got universal acclaim and I just don't think it's very good and I do wonder if it's got universal acclaim because of who it's about like the most venerated movie critic probably of all and 
because of the circumstances under which it were made. I mean, watching Roger Ebert go through this, where his body is ruined, he can't walk, he can't speak, he's entirely dependent on others, and his indomitable spirit is is truly inspiring and very heartbreaking. And he doesn't really ever seem bothered, apart from a couple of instances which touch home quite badly because they're the instances that rang a bit truer for me where the frustration of his wife and his own frustration would come through occasionally. But outside of that, he doesn't look like he could be happier. Um, and I, I, the reasons I, I didn't like this film is I felt like there were two conflicting movies and that they both clashed with each other. One of them was what I wanted to hear, which was about Roger Ebert's love affair with cinema and I wanted to know more about that side of him and I do feel like they it ended up being very surface level I wanted in-depth stuff he's he's has one of the most famous relationships with cinema from the 1970s to the present day he was an early adopter of social media and from when he couldn't work on tv or, or talk anymore he was furiously posting uh, reviews and look back on people in cinema and how he felt about things and he never stopped writing and he and his writing never wavered from being great and he was a go-to one-stop for a lot of people for for movie reviews and I wanted to know about his relationship with film and what is what did he make mistakes were there people that he wished that he hadn't been critical of what were his relationships like with these people? What were they really like over the decades that he knew all these incredibly famous people? People like um, Martin Scorsese, like just worshipping him. Uh, and uh, Werner Herzog, the, the great German director, just telling the most, just like they loved the, the man and felt that he was so important. And I felt like it glossed it over because half the film was dedicated to him being very, very sick. And then on the other side, I felt like the half of film that was dedicated to him being very sick was almost too intrusive. Um, it was kind of like a lot of the time everyone was putting on a brave face for the cameras. And maybe they would naturally like that, but it kind of felt like you were in the room watching them rather than it being candid that they were conscious of the fact that it was a documentary about his life and, and what that meant. So I didn't, I didn't think that it gelled very well. I wanted much more information about his relationship with with cinema, and I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's important to show somebody going through that kind of death, which is as barbaric as as you could possibly imagine happening to somebody in the Western world, uh, and and managing to greet all of those things with such good nature and fearlessness, which he clearly did. Um, but I just felt uncomfortable about it. And I do, I'm not squeamish when it comes to watching stuff like that. I just felt like it was a little bit... There's a bit at the end where he's text... The guy who's making the documentary is, is writing him emails on his last day of his life. And I just felt it was a bit intrusive. It was just basically saying, come on, get it together, answer these questions. And I was kind of like, well... And he's, he's writing back like, I'm fading. And I did find that a bit uncomfortable. And I found... As I've said many times watching biopics of people, obviously his death was amazingly important. But in the scheme of his life, it's amazingly important to his family and not as important as his life as a, a movie critic, which only sort of occupied a smaller part of the film. 
So I just think it was a bit of a missed opportunity, and I just didn't think it hung together very well. It's got universal acclaim. I'm on my own here, like ridiculously high scores on Rotten Tomatoes and that, but I reckon I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10 for life itself, and that's no reflection of the truly great man. Now, very obscure album time. This is uh, from a guy called...